Welcome to the Challenging the Way We Age podcast, hosted by the Mavericks of Senior Living, Francis and Catherine, focusing on creativity, ingenuity, and inspiration to educate and inspire changes in the senior experience, breaking the status quo. We want to thank our supporters, Assured Assisted Living, Serenity App, Sevens Home Care, and Sevens Residential Memory Care. Now get ready for the next episode. Hey, all you Mavericks. Welcome to our podcast. We are here with Jack Smith, president and CEO of Initial IT. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. So we are at the Colorado Assisted Living Association Conference, and Jack just came off stage speaking about cybersecurity. This is a topic that we don't talk much about in the senior care world, and it's a very, very important one. Mm-hmm. So Jack, tell us a little bit about your presentation. What were some of the highlights that you talked about? So our presentation really just focuses on the common sense of cybersecurity. Um, a lot of the time in this day and age, how we operate, we're quick to click um, without reading and slowing down and, and looking for things that don't make sense. Quick to click. Quick, That's too good. quick to click. Yes. That's exactly yeah. what it comes down to. So we really just focus on how you can slow down um, and what role the individual user plays in cybersecurity. So you don't have to okay. be an IT person, a member of the IT staff. Um, we also talk about the, that you can't defer to the IT staff, right? Like, uh-huh. oh, we have an IT guy. He'll take care of it. You play a role in it, right? Uh, the biggest security breach in any company starts at the end user level. That makes so, sense. Yeah. So say more about that. So the, the facility plays a role in mm-hmm. it um, and the end user plays a role in that. So right. how does that breach take place? What, so, what happens? Yeah. The way we look at it is we all have responsibility mm-hmm. in the scenario, right? And so the facilities have responsibility to have the infrastructure in place, right? We have to have firewalls. We have to have policies is, is one of the big things, mm-hmm. both for um, all end users, whether they're employees residents or whatever the scenario is and that has to be conveyed clearly to them that you pay a you play a role you have a responsibility right to not do things that you shouldn't do on the internet um, and to pay attention to what you are doing on the internet and then the company the infrastructure backs that effort up by you know we've got things in place for example data backup that we've got it in the cloud so that we create that air gap between our facility and the cloud, so that if we get a ransomware attack here, we have an air gap. It can't get to our data in the cloud. Oh, okay. If That's we keep cool. the data in the cloud safe, then we don't have to pay the Bitcoin ransom. We can just rebuild that device, download the data from the cloud, and we're up and running. Oh. So we talk about, you know, what's your um, your backup policies, right, and procedures, and business continuity. And we also uh, focus on um, the making sure that the companies have a um, disaster recovery plan in place. Can I okay. ask, I'm probably going to ask this. I'm just going to ask this question. Are assisted living, senior livings behind in the times with this this data, I guess, plan or, or I think cyber plan? security so, in general. Yeah, I mean, yeah. are we behind? Is senior living behind? I, I would say from what I've gathered talking to people here that they are. Interesting. Um, I saw a lot of raised eyebrows while we were talking. Okay. Um, because like we talked before, like a lot of people think that because a facility offers Wi-Fi, that it's just, you just put it out there and everybody's happy. Huh. We have to remember that at the end of every one of those Wi-Fi connections is a user, just like you are at home on your machine, just like right. you are in the office on your machine. The same things can happen here that happen there. So if you have um, somebody who's not as astute when it comes to computing with a wide open connection to the world through, through the internet, 
somebody has to step in and make sure that bad things don't happen. And really watch out. And um, so it's a little bit about protecting mm -hmm. the residents who are using it right. and their guests, because mm -hmm. I do that. I go to my father's assisted living yeah, and I yeah. connect and, uh, yeah. and I work and I am in the tech industry and I know better <laughs> and I still do it <laughs> right? because sometimes it's convenient. So right. I think those are some things. And, and I would echo what you just said about the fact that the industry is behind in this. Mm -hmm. I think that there are several things technology-wise that the industry is behind in. We were on a panel, both Francis and I, at Denver Startup Week mm -hmm. with uh, some other assisted living and, and big box facilities and a couple tech people. And I asked the, the owner operators and executive directors, do you guys feel like you're 10 years behind, five years behind? And, and they all kind of went, 15 years behind yeah. it's really an area of opportunity and i think this is something francis and i have a lot of passion about mm -hmm. people who are looking at getting into the aging services right. and looking at all the different ways that they can be in the aging services it's not just caregiving no. this is a huge huge opportunity well for i think people. too i mean look at me <laughs> look at you and obviously you eventually, right yeah, eventually we're, we're going to be there and right. we've grown up having internet Right. We've grown up having everything in our hand. Well, when I'm 75 and 80 years old, right, I hope to still have faculties to do that. And I would hope that somebody's looking out for me in that respect. That makes yeah. sense. That the facility that I'm in has that taken care of. Right. Right. That I can do what I need to do and not have to worry about it because I spent my whole career worrying about it. I'm going to be the one guy who asks them and they'll That's probably true. be confused. But <laughs> hopefully, hopefully not. Right. Hopefully we can, we can change the standard by, by then, then right? and that it becomes very common. Please. I mean, hearing you talk, I just have these, all these thoughts running through my head. And, and the big one is we're moving so much to electronic medical records, Mars, yes. you know, our, our phones, our handheld devices to, to enter tasks or data in. What if we're not securing those? Can we have some pretty negative consequences occur mm -hmm. from the you know, staff using Absolutely. devices? You know, um, cross-contamination, if you will, right? Okay. Like we were talking earlier, mm -hmm. you know, a caregiver going from one facility to the other, to the other, to the other, and having open connections on each of those Wi-Fi systems. Um, they're in a coffee shop later, mm -hmm. and they go on and it connects for some reason somehow, because maybe they're in the coffee shop right next door to the facility. Mm -hmm. The other thing that people don't, you know, fully understand in facilities is that your Wi-Fi signal goes as far as it wants to go. Yeah. So That's true. now okay. you've got potential breach because you've got somebody, an ex caregiver employee of the facility who's a little disgruntled sitting in the parking lot at the middle of the night knows the password to the wi-fi has plenty of signal strength knows how to get into the system knows that it's unsecured right goes in does damage drives off into the night nobody knows what happened the next day so you know the concept of we just live in an, in an environment a world now where we all expect wi-fi we expect that like we expect our phone to ring when it you know, right. and that kind of thing. And the facilities have to really start to look at it and decide how can we not only protect the residents, but protect the facility. True. Because you've got HIPAA. Yep. You've got all these other things that that facility is liable for. Right. Um, in the presentation, we talk about PII, mm -hmm. personal identifying information, um, and PCI, if they're doing any kind of transactional oh, yeah, credit card true. transactions, oh, yeah. things like that, all come into play in facilities like this. And how they're bound by HIPAA. And I did some reading on that and Wow, that's something else. But yes, it is. Um, yes, it is. That's a scenario, right, where you want to like go all in and overboard just yeah. to make sure you're covering everything. Yes, it sounds like there's a lot that with the uh, the progression of so much electronic data mm -hmm. that we haven't thought about securing that data. Almost, I mean, can you right. And when you transmit that data, you're responsible for it, right? That's like if you back in the day when we had paper records. 
and you were going to send it to another physician's office or something, right? You're responsible until it gets there. Right. You know, it's the same thing with electronic records. Yeah. And, and not only that, but storing them as well, right? And that's really the key thing. Right. So um, it has to be encrypted at rest and in transit. Exactly. And really, I mean, you have to have these in place, but so many communities don't know that. And, mm. yeah. you know, I'm thinking about, this is something I find myself saying often. We have tools in the corporate world that we use. In, in the corporate world, you would never have an, an unsecure Wi-Fi. It just wouldn't happen. Right. Um, if some, if an employee leaves, you would change the passwords to the Wi-Fi mm -hmm. and all the systems they had access to. You have someone looking out for that. And mm -hmm. I, I believe that the communities that we're talking about, the assisted livings, the SNFs, things like that, they really don't have that IT infrastructure to that level level yet and it's really important that they get there so how would what would you say to them like what is the very first thing that they should be looking at I think the first thing that they need to look at is internally they okay. need to look at themselves their own internal policies procedures things like that if they've even sat down and mapped those out hmm. right so it starts from within so they need to get an IT professional to sit down and understand how they're operating okay and then have the deep conversation that this is probably not the best way for you to operate here is the best way or a good way for you to operate and then it kind of grows from there right it grows from inside to the outside so it grows down the hall to the residents and we have to put okay. something on the residents right i mentioned earlier like whether it's a piece of paper in the residents packet that says we're providing this for you this is the intention of this we're going to put some responsibility on you to act correctly. Hmm. Now, to go hand in hand with that, the facility has to give services, have services available for the residents, right? So just as if they click on an email that they suspect, here's the problem, resident clicks on an email they suspect, they don't have anybody to ask. They don't have anybody, uh, you know, they don't have yeah. an IT person right. Right. in the facility to come down and say, yeah, don't click on that, right? So, 50-50 chance. True. And they click on it and now they've got a problem. So I think the facility, it all really falls to them where they have to figure out, okay, if we're going to provide this level of technology, we have to find a way that it is supported, right? Whether that's an yeah. internal IT person or an external outsourced IT person so that we can make sure we're doing what we're doing because their focus should be care, right? Their yeah. focus should be the facility and they should not try to do IT unless they know IT and, and are certified in some manner. Right. Um, and that they, they have the ability to have that infrastructure and the support on site, right? right. Or at least a phone call away. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Um, and that's where I say, given my background in software and in the technology world, I say that's the easiest thing for them to outsource. Mm -hmm. It's not something agree. they need to have in, in house, but it's something that they definitely need to have in place. I'm even sitting here as you're talking, thinking mm -hmm. about all the kids, the grandkids who come in yes. and oh, they have their yeah, little absolutely. mobile devices and they're playing on them and who knows what they're clicking. Or they hop on grandma's right? laptop that's sitting there connected to the, to the facility right. Wi-Fi. So I really feel the onus falls on the facility to go so far as to the end user's endpoint and say, we're going to provide antivirus mm -hmm. for you, right? So that we know that when your grandson gets on it, we've done everything we can to protect really the facility That's you know, great. and the residents. And it can be as basic even as a starting point as change your passwords often. Absolutely. So to the Wi-Fi, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the Wi-Fi yeah. can be set up to prompt the user every 30 days yeah. and new policies. And I, I look at it as it's no different than a corporate environment. Yeah. Well, and that's, I think, that mindset is that 
there's this always this stigma within senior living of are we going to be more hospitality based? Are we going to be more corporate based? Are we going to be more care based? And I think with that hospitality element, it's so much about the service that we'll just give them the Wi-Fi, give them this, give them that. Like we, they got to have it. And it's kind of an afterthought of, hmm, should we be doing that? Right, right. So when you travel in the corporate world, we we travel a lot mm-hmm. and we go to a hotel and we check in and we have the Wi-Fi here. Most business people that I know have a VPN. Correct. What, what's your recommendation for that? Is there a way to bring what what we do when we travel to hotels into assisted livings? Yeah. Oh, we talk about that in the presentation as well. Um, coffee shops, hotels, mm-hmm. airports, things like that. Be cognizant of that the person that you're sitting next to in a coffee shop may not be there doing anything other than trying to get onto your machine. Uh-huh, that's a good point. Right. Mm-hmm. It looks like they're working, but they're actually waiting for unsuspecting people to sit down and get on. I liked what you said at the very beginning. Don't be too quick to click. Right. So it never hurt anyone to not click for a few minutes while you look at it. And I have fallen prey. I have definitely fallen for it and clicked on something. And I had a weird feeling in my stomach. So what I will say for the women out there, because most of us will have this experience, if you have a weird feeling, don't click it. Just hang tight. Just don't do it think about it. Think, why Why is that? Why do I have this weird feeling? Because mm-hmm. there might be something there. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the, the kind of our tagline is the human side of IT. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of the anti-IT IT guy because um, I love it. I love technology, but I don't necessarily love where we're headed with it. Hmm. Meaning that we are, we are giving ourselves up too easily, gotcha. too freely to technology, okay. and we need to take some of that back. I, I said earlier, you know, it's time to get your brain back. True. Right. Yeah. Stop relying on auto dial. Stop relying on cache information in your browsers. Because even though we all love when we hit the bank site and it knows who we are and it logs us in, it gives us that warm fuzzy. It also gives the hackers and so forth the warm fuzzy too, because now <laughs> yeah. they can get to your machine and there you go. all of a sudden, yeah. right? Yeah. So we need to be careful with that. We need to take our brains back. We need to take our information back. Right. And control it instead of it controlling us. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Take so our brains a couple back. of things before we end here is kind of how did you get into IT? How did yeah. you and then how did you get into almost this healthcare IT aspect? So the interesting thing is um, my background is mechanical plumbing engineering. Okay. Um, but when I went to college it was when CAD computer aided oh, drafting yeah. yep. was just starting. <laughs> And we used to do it on monochromatic monitors. Okay. Oh, yeah. I remember those. And it was like, you had to know what you're doing. But so (laughs) I've witnessed a lot of this technology emerge and that sort of thing. And so I was in engineering. And I became the de facto IT guy in my office who, you know, the server died. What do we do? I'm like, I don't know. I guess I'll figure it out. So I figured it out. And then ultimately I was uh, presented with an offer to go into IT. Cool. Um, the healthcare industry has always interested me in a way because of the things we're talking about. Right. right? Yeah. I remember when we had a, we had a doctor's client and HIPAA was coming on and he was just adamant against it. Um, and I understood why, but I was like, there's so this is the, the tip, the right. tip of it what's is. coming. Yeah. Um, because we've seen the emergence of wireless. We've seen the emergence of cell, right? Of what you can do over cell data now, oh, geez, or yeah. over cell uh, signal now. Um, is nothing. I remember when we had the flip phones and you were texted by just pushing buttons and that kind of right. thing is archaic. Um, so having witnessed all of that, I feel like this company has a better purpose now of just trying to educate people and to try to bring the human side back into IT of let's slow down and not get consumed by the technology that we love and has made life a better place, but then can also arguably have said it, it's maybe put a damper, damper on things. Yeah. I have a love-hate relationship with technology. I, I love t- it because I'm not stuck in the office. 
Yeah. But I hate it because I'm, I feel like I'm constantly always constant, constantly connected. Yeah. That's a constant struggle I have is not being connected. It is. And so I, I, understand. I think you're not alone. I, th- yeah. I think that's, that's a whole nother podcast oh that we could talk about. Absolutely. For sure. <laughs> yeah. If I start talking about it, yeah. this will go too, and, too long. And I, I'm the outlier here. I absolutely love technology. Yeah. I love it. Love it. Love yeah. it. I'm yeah. a gadget girl. I'm, I uh, love it. Yeah. I love everything it can do. Yeah. I do too. Um, but in, in, Moderation. In moderation. moderation. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's fair. And just and like chocolate, really moderation, and right? Good, what? Right? What? I don't even know what you mean by that. <laughs> don't you speak such words? Yeah, right. um, so I think that that there's opportunity here, really, mm-hmm. and that's that's how I, think I we need help. Yeah, I we think, need a lot of help. I think people need to in the so. People who are listening are everything from family members mm-hmm. to um, assisted living executive directors Owners. and hopefully yeah, right. to the corporate level, corporate level as right. well. And so what would you want to say to each of them? Well, again, I, I, I think that everybody, you know, plays a role. Everybody has to play a role in cybersecurity and protecting your own information um, as well as your loved one's information, you know. Um, and, and I think that to, we have a, a line in the presentation, uh, to be naive is vulnerable mm-hmm. and to be vulnerable is dangerous. Well said. Well said, yeah. You know, so, uh, I'd leave you with that, that, you know, everybody plays a role. Okay. And, and Jack, how do they find you, your company? Tell us, you know, how can they get a hold of you if they want to dive deeper into this? Yeah, we, uh, our website is, uh, initialit.net. All one word. And it's we'll the, put that in the show notes. It's so. the dot net that throws people okay. off. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, yeah, you can just reach out to us, uh, my email is jsmith at initialit.net. Perfect. Or our main number, 303-893-4350. Yeah, and we'll leave those show notes and Perfect. comments so that yeah. they can yeah. easily get those. Because like I said, you're doing great work. And I think it's, I can tell you from senior living, I've been doing it 10 years now. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Cybersecurity right now is an afterthought for a lot of your right. healthcare. Oh, well, well, I think healthcare in general even. And families, we come in and we use it and we don't even think twice about it. So yeah, I, the, you're right. It's, it's everybody's responsibility. Mm-hmm. And this is a huge area of opportunity. So if there are any students out there, any people looking at getting into the aging services and you have a technology background or interest, this is a fabulous area to get yes. into. Yes. Get a, give us a call. Give yeah. me a call. Okay. So there you go. Right, there you yeah, no, we would love to have an intern. We'd love to have a, a recent college graduate that okay. has an interest in this because we could, there's so much we could do. Right. Yeah. We can reach out to maybe do some connecting at Metro State and That's some of the right. other universities yeah. that we're trying to get in, involved yeah. with to help be great. Promote just getting into aging services because God willing, we're all going to get there, but we need to make sure we have people that are in the industry to help us out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank so, you so much, Jack. We appreciate you your time. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. The Mavericks want to hear from you. Visit us on Facebook and Instagram at Mavericks of Senior Living or Mavericks of Senior and leave us your comments, questions, and ideas for future podcasts.